I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring shame-free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome Welcome to to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to ShamelessSex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at PurePleasureShop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Here I am with my sexy phone, phone sex operator raspy voice. I know, it's very raspy. Yeah. That used to happen to us simultaneously yeah. when we were at trade shows. We'd both have the trade show voice. I feel like you've been getting it more often now. Uh, I feel like I haven't had it in a long time, actually. Like, I haven't even had it at a trade show in I a while. I think you did a permanent damage thing, though, once to your voice, and it hasn't been the same ever since. Oh, Remember, th- you were like, I scream so much, I think I permanently damaged my oh, voice. Oh, yeah, I don't know. This is just more more scratchy and severe but i did go like you know dance all weekend and you, you you're, there's loud music and you're trying to talk to people you're, you're raising your voice oh i and, always talk close and, and i whisper that's the best way to do it because you're like you get close not too close. but i also can't hear that well out of one ear so <laughs> that's why i get close you're like hey god I, that's a that's a secret from bartending in loud clubs yeah for a long time yeah. because i was like what and then i would just kind of get close yeah and whisper in their ear but not whisper but a low tone. Whisper sweet nothings. Yeah. And then everything sounds kind of sexy when you do when it. When people are screaming in my ear, it like hurts. Because I, you can't, you're hard of hearing one ear. I've been hard of hearing one ear since I was 11. So it's always interesting on my right ear when I'm, I'm always uh, telling people, speaking to my good ear. Yeah, I'm left and you're right. Yeah. Oh, cute. Yeah. We're a good match, so everyone. Cute. So this episode with someone that's even cuter than Chip and Dip over here. She's our inspiration. She's one of our primary, our main inspirations, our, uh, I'd say, a mentor, uh, someone that really inspired us to start, 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 start the Shameless Sex Podcast, not Shart, back in 2017. Tired, poor thing. I know, I'm tired. And when we guessed it on her show in early 2017, that's uh, when we decided. When we had so much fun, the fl- we all flowed really well together. It was just like it just seemed so fun, playful, organic, natural. And then April and I were like, we should start our our own show. And told Emily we were going to do that, and we're all very supportive of each other. And so this is, I think, our second or third time on our show. We've been on her yeah. show other times too. Uh, yeah, I think I've been on her show three times. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so I love we have it. this very yes, yeah, supportive, uh, collaborative. Love I had going the on. biggest crush on her. I think I maybe said on the interview, but you're like, I'm so nervous I, because she had a Bravo show, Misadvised, uh-huh. with like two other sex educators, and so I knew who she was. This is a this is a while back, and she was making out with Reed Mahalko in it at like a Good Vibes. Uh, oh, really? Good, like they were, you know, filming, and it yeah. was uh, talking about kissing or something and uh it was only out for one season but i just loved i just loved her and her energy and i knew who she was from our industry from yeah. the sex toy industry and then when i worked with fun factory we started collaborating with her and then so we were at like a party or something i was like i really i just you're really cool no. and, <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous and she's like really she's like just so humble yeah. and such a sweetheart and she's such a hard worker she's just a boss like she does so much and she has a team but she does it on her own could you imagine if we had a podcast by ourselves oh yeah well we did at one point uh it was just just you and i well no but like by yourself like if i was just one person yeah totally i mean yeah she has a team which is nice and she got in the podcast game in the very beginning of the podcast game being a thing yeah yeah like around the same time as dan savage i believe so um, so yeah, she's awesome, and she wrote a book recently. So uh, this book, this book, this episode, we, we read like m- I've read a majority of it. Well, we were you know it's been a hard to read, but uh, it's amazing. Yeah, the book's great. So it's called How to Well, the book is Smart Sex: How to Boost Your Sex IQ and Your Own and Own Your Pleasure. So we're going to be focusing on that. How do we boost our sex IQ and own that motherfucking pleasure? Before we do that, just a quick shout out to you all. We still only have one spot left at our retreat in Costa Rica coming up in early November and this spot is for two people to share 
a big, fancy, beautiful suite with or a king size bed one and person. balcony, or one person if you really want to. Yeah, de- just go Lux, all decadent. Locks out. Um, you can go to our website to learn more. It's going to be super fun, informative, educational, playful, Not- and you leave there with a lot of. Really great, but friends. not boring education. Because oh, when I think no. educa- this is a vacation, yeah, we can learn s- where you'll learn some things. Which I I think that le- learning is knowledge. Yes, knowledge is power. And, however, it's like a vacation with awesome humans. We've had we talk to every single person that signs up, and everybody is so cool. Yeah, I'm so excited. And then Paige will be there. Yeah, yeah. So and it's uh, Kristen it, yes. from Fun Factory, and you get sex toys, yeah. and there's Lux Chef. Definitely check out our website, yep. shamelessx.com, and uh, the retreat info is on there. And then we will be waitlisted because it filled up really quickly. And then, yeah, we already have someone on the waitlist. Yeah. So, already begun. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun. But that spot is either for two people if you want to split the cost or one person if you have the finances to... Um, or a credit card. That's so, what I usually do when I want to do something fancy. I'm like, yeah, put it on that, a credit card. I deserve this. We also, you can do payment plans if you yeah. if you want. To. Yeah, there I are deserve payment this. Plan I, options. I, I, this is for me. I do payment plans for stupid shit sometimes, where I'm like, I'm just gonna pay thirty dollars a month for twelve months for this thing, even though I don't really, I don't know why. It's like a weird thing. I'm like, I'm gonna Klarna this. I don't know if huh. you, you probably don't do that. I do it because I shop a lot. But yeah, I'm like, oh. I, it's weird. Anyway, that's a side note for you because side I'm note. tangentially speaking. Okay, sex question. Sex go ahead, question Amy, time. Sorry. All right, here we go. Amy's like, I'm tired. April, I'm tired, about. and she's talking about payment plans over there. Yeah, that's for a retreat. This payment plan. Yeah, but then you just <laughs> on a. Anyways, yes, there's a payment plan. Uh, okay, so you, the sex question. By the way, <clears throat> you speak so highly of Uber Lube. However, I would like to know what water-based lube you recommend when using silicone toys. Is one better than the other? We enjoy both. Bad and anal sex play and this is a husband asking with and for his wife so this is a good question and this is why we actually wrote a blog about this recently because we talk about uber lube so often about other water-based lubes that we recommend the different types of lubes and because there's so many lubes on the market and yes water-based is one of the most popular uh, it's water soluble it works with all sex toys all condoms etc um, whereas silicone is generally longer lasting and works with most condoms meaning it works with latex and polyisoprene but not I don't believe polyurethane. And so there's two different blog posts, though, that we have. One is called Lube 101, uh, and the other one is called Can I Use Silicone Lube With My Sex Toys? And the reason why we have those there is because the thing about using silicone lube with your sex toys is that it might not work with a fair amount of them. Compatibility Yeah, it might not be compatible. And April and I have used Uber Lube on tons of silicone sex toys, and had no problem. We, well, I can't speak for April, but The internal I, toys I wash. The external yeah. toys, not so much. But so it could still have some lube on it, But I don't, use, on it, but right? I, you don't usually l- you, l- lose lube. Use the lube when I'm using my uh, personal vibrator. Yeah. Like I, when I use the external toy, I don't necessarily need the lube. Yeah. Because it's when I'm personally playing with myself. Yeah. Uh, so the crust that you wash off. I have cleaned toys. her sex toys and they had some yeah. bad crusts. But internal toys, I wash every time because I have to use lube yeah. with those. And you're using Uber lube, but you're washing I it every use time. Uber lube, yeah. I wash it every time. And that's the key to not having the compatible, like the bubbling effect that can happen with mismatched silicones. Yeah. And generally speaking, from what we've heard, it takes many hours, if not days, if not weeks, for the silicone lube to hurt the silicone toy, the meaning you leave it on there that long. Like a Petri dish. Yeah, Collecting. exactly. Like hanging out Collecting in there. biological matter. But also, it's not a perfect science, so you can always spot test it on your toy. And, and if you want to be really careful, then you, you can also use uh, water-based lubes for some sexy play. I do think not all water-based lubes are created equal, in my opinion. In you, The only way to tell for your body what you like and we can suggest our favorites because I think we always get samples of water-based lubes yeah. and there's probably two or three that I would recommend that I have. And I still with anal play, I have to tell you water-based is hard for anal play because you have to, and you go through a lot of lube and it just, because it, it gets absorbed is the right word yeah. into your body body so that's why you have to be careful with chemicals as well you don't want a lot of chemicals in your water-based lube silicone is less um absorb absorb 
absorption. Of it's not really absorbed. Absorpt, it dissipates absorpt. over time or it kind of like moves its, its way out of your body. Whereas water-based lives, that's why it's water-based, water-soluble. It goes, it is absorbed. So, um, yeah. So at Sex Geek Summer Camp this year, the demo that I did was a kind of like a lube touch and taste where everyone, we had five people come up and they're all touching, like putting this different lubes on their hands and they didn't know what they were, but there were three water-based lubes and uh, Uber lube there. And so they would re- rub it on their hands, mm-hmm. li- lick it to see if it had a flavor, see how long it lasts, if it gets sticky, if it gets tacky. Did you do this? I, I was leading it. Oh, you're leading it. Yeah. Okay. And so I, I was leading with Reed, Reed Mihalko, who you're just talking about. Uh, we were leading this together. And what we discovered the, from the the anonymous, we'll call it, t- uh, t- t- touch and taste lube test, obviously number, Uber Lube one, um, as everyone's oh, yeah. favorite, but no doubt about that. When it came to water base, though, what we saw was... Um, Water slide was kind of the top choice. I don't know that one. We used to sell it at Pure Pleasure a lot. It comes in a blue bottle. You don't anymore? No, we do. Well, we have it on, we have it on our website. Yeah. I'm looking. The ingredients them. are really simple. I think it's only like four or five ingredients, but it's water-based. Will it last as long as Uber what? Lube? It's called water no. slide? Water slide. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so everyone up there, these are a bunch of sex educators, you know, or, or therapists, et cetera. They, at the end when I was, you know, maybe explaining to them what, you know, what, what lube was what they really enjoyed water slide is the first water-based lube that they liked. And then the second one was the liquid organics oceanics, okay. um, yeah. where they're kind of top picks. So my, my two top picks which I hope that Pure Pleasure has them. But Sutil, I love that one. We will be carrying it eventually. But oh, yeah, you will. Yeah, okay. It's S-U-T-I-L awesome. awesome. Yeah. It feels almost... I feel like it, it could mimic what saliva feels like, but it still stays uh, on the skin longer. And then I, lo- I actually just got some yes lube to test for something else oh, yeah. the water base and the oil base again remember that was yeah. it, when i worked at pure pleasure back in you 2008 found it in the 2009. uk right yes uh-huh. it's from the uk but they have uh, a new new bottle new it's nice top and you do have it on your side i just looked you do have the yes water base lube and it, they've got great ingredients yeah um but i would say that's like sutil is probably my number one but if right now you don't have it up your pleasure, I would get you're going to go through water based lube really quickly. So don't worry. Yeah. So go and buy uh, the yes or the liquid oceanics. I can't find the water slide one, but I'm sure it's on you. You could probably just uh, search in the purepleasureshop.com. Yeah. Water, go, yeah, water slide search box. So if you just go to water based lubes, it will be in there. And we, yeah, we will carry Sutil at some point. Cause Who Sutil's makes awesome. water slide? Um, I'm okay. That's, earthly body. Oh, earthly body. Oh, yeah. okay. Now I see it. Okay. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's good. And then 15% off if you use coupon code shameless sex. Yep. At purepleasureshop.com. And you see, can try out a number of lubes, try out whatever, you know, just stick to one, find one that you like. Uh, but I agree with April anal play. Use that silicone lube. And lube is a trial and error thing when it comes to water base. I'm serious. Yeah. It's finding what you like. So it's a great yeah. question and we can do our recommendations for you because those, I think the ones that we suggested are probably the the best that I haven't tried the water slide. So I can't speak for that one, but yeah. I believe you. I would go yeah, buying the smaller bottle to start, to spot yes. test, especially on, on a vulva, to spot test it to make sure it doesn't do any interesting things where because it's being absorbed, it could potentially, even if it's organic or whatever, it could be problematic for you because it's going to your blood, bloodstream and everybody's different. Oh, Pure makes that one too. That's water-based that they just came out with. I can't remember the name of it. I don't see it. But anyway. Is it the nude? The, the nude was, or something. Yes. Yeah. That one's good because my, my friend works for Pure and yeah. he's like, you're going to love this. And he gave me a bunch of samples and I tried it, but I ran out and I forgot about it. Yeah. Because, yeah. Anyway, the yeah. PJUR. Pure, yeah, PJUR. Yeah, Pure is really good too. Okay. Yeah. So let's do, are you ready for Emily's bio? Yeah, let's do a bio. All right. So Amy wants to take a nap. So let's I do need a nap. She's done. I'm tired. Dr. Emily Morris is a doctor of human sexuality and the host of the award-winning number one sexuality podcast, Sex with Emily which has been on air for nearly two decades. She is a masterclass instructor on sex and communication and was previously a radio host and executive producer on Sirius XM and recently released her second book, Smart Sex, How to Boost Your IQ and Own Your Pleasure. She has been profiled in the New York Times, Forbes, and Men's Health and has been featured by the Today Show, Conan, Entertainment Tonight, Glamour, Cosmopolitan, Bustle, and way, way more. To learn more, go to sexwithemily.com. I got oh, some deer in the back. Is that oh. your velvet green couch? Because I had a velvet green couch that I was obsessed with. Yes. Oh, oh what I happened? Love it. I love it too. Um, I'm 
was he partnered moved. and I moved in and the couch was way too small for the space. It was like, it looked like a, like a dollhouse couch in the, in the, <laughs> the big space. In the big yeah. space. I was like, we can't keep this couch anymore, but it was so beautiful. Oh, I yeah, love I a love velvet it. couch. I love yeah. it too. Does yeah, it have any, does it ever get any snail tracks though? Mine would get some snail April tracks. known for snail trails, meaning she's mean having by... sex on it and being oh, yeah. naked and we get snail trails all over. And I was like, Amy would be like, is that a snail track? Is that a snail trail? Like, no. Yeah. Is it, she's, she's, yeah. She's good with snail trails. Yeah. Well, sometimes, you know what? I guess I clean her vibrators it. for her, by the way. All right. So. Well, <laughs> on that note, we should start the podcast, Dale. All right. Let's start the pot. Are we recording? Oh, we are. We Sorry. are. Dale we recording. St- Wait, how yeah. have we not? This was already the best podcast ever. I mean, no, we this just... has already started. Yeah. <laughs> we should have been recording like 20 minutes ago. Well, we just talked about snail trails for Dale. So I love go. snail trails. Yeah. There's definitely some stuff going on in this couch I've had yeah. for five years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There. That's a sign of a definitely. good time on a yeah. good couch. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, we've started the podcast now because Dale we're go- is our editor. We're going to include some of that and we're going to yeah just go from there. <laughs> so, hey, everyone, welcome to the interview portion of Shameless Sex. Uh, we are here with. Oh, my God. How do I oh, even introduce this? It's like one of those crit like the credentials for a queen that was like duchess of york yeah. queen of the umbra i don't know like i all like of that things i could i could come up with probably 15 different things I mean, amy i'll let you know it though would say like repeat guest da, 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 dr emily morris but also we have to say shameless sex is inspiration for being who we are for our podcast, uh, for all of our all of our growth within this realm. One of my here. biggest crushes ever, because when you had your I show mean, on Bravo, I was like in love with you. But oh my god, you, I got I actually touch and be touched by Emily in a, a sex and relationship coaching training because we were in the same training, and Emily's the one that told me that she didn't feel anything erotic when I was touching. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this is okay. Oh yeah, this is just touching with presence. And then there's a difference between that and bringing in eroticism. And anyways, we talk about that on a different episode. We're not going to elaborate on that. So sorry, April, I win. But <laughs> I got more Emily than you. Well, <laughs> fine. But uh, anyways, so we're so excited to have Emily here, Dr. Emily Morris. And Emily has a new book. Oh, wait, I got you out. covered. Wait, what? my partner and I were not on her show. We were on Sex with Emily. And we talked about having a threesome together. And Ooh. we were trying to fill out the details. But this did it happen? It didn't happen. No. Not but that's yet. not to say we're not, not manifesting yet. it to happen. He still talks about it. He's like, what about what happened to your friend Emily? I was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe my partner and I will all proposition and just go anyways. Wait, my part, wait, you guys, my partner, who I have a partner now, a serious partner, he would be down too. Six some. Oh my yes. God. Six some. We are creating magic right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's oh. happening. And, <laughs> it's and happening. everyone, I want to say this is all part of having smart sex. And yeah, it uh, maybe it's not exactly what's in the book. We're not trying to convince you all of six sums and non monogamy. But well, so, Emily, yeah. It's a chapter maybe. in the book. Is it is a chapter. Yeah. So, so, smart sex, how to boost your sex IQ and own your pleasure. Dr. Emily Morris, we're so happy to have you here. And I, even though our listeners heard a little bit about you in the bio and then us basically like, trying to like lick your pussy on air. Um, <laughs> how can you tell us how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality? Yes. Hi, I'm so, I love it. We do not hang out nearly enough. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So I got started in the field of sexuality because I was having sex that was very disappointing, not a good time, faking orgasms. I was 35 years old and I had nowhere to go for any sex information. And while I was doing other things, I was working in politics in San Francisco for a long time. I made a film about politics. And then I realized after that, I really wanted to do a documentary about sex. So I started talking in 2003. I started doing a documentary called Searching for Sex in San Francisco. And I started talking to everybody about their sex life. Anyway, podcasting came around in 2005. And I realized I could do a podcast and interview people about their sex lives without cameras because there's a certain anonymity to it. As you know, people will open up. And so really it started from a need, from a desire. And like I always say, research is me search. And I really wanted to know how do you have great sex? How do you sustain great sex in a long-term relationship And really, it just started interviewing people. And then I went back to grad school and got my doctorate. But it all started with podcasting and sex 18 years ago. And And that was, yeah. So podcast came out in 2005. 
you were there. From you the started beginning. in 2005. Yeah. yeah, you were like you're the first uh, like sexual pioneer on yeah. in the podcast world. That's, That's true. Fucking bad. You're the OG. Well, well, Dan, the OG. Dan Savage, I think, started around then too, but like different angles and focuses. Yes. Maybe it was a little after you. So. Yeah. I, the thing is, Emily, since I've listened to so many of your episodes, you have something for every single human on the planet with what you offer. And you're such just like, you know how to tune into people and you're funny and you're you're skilled and you always have these, I think, relatable I call them isms because the one of my favorites, which we've quoted it so many times, actually. On the show. I think it's not and our own. So, I've said it's it not coming my, out later. Yes. We're not promoting this I've, right now. We're promoting her. I've <laughs> said this to my partner a bunch of times where I'm like, communication is lubrication, babe. And he was like, that's really really quite helpful <laughs> to to learn about like you lube in the gears like getting the gears rolling yes. right and it's not about like squirting like lube all over but it's about like communicate and i love that and and then you just said the the what you just said a minute ago where the me uh what did you research say research is me search research yeah, is i love me that search. I that's was a good like, one too it's yes. a good one right don't you think that you a lot of the stuff that we do or you do is like you want to learn for yourself but it helps others too right so research yeah. is me search yeah i think that the research is me shows is genius. Me search, me search, me search. And then sometimes I'm like, mm, I don't know. I might be such a an anomaly with some of my weird stuff. But communication is lubrication. <laughs> that does make sense. Yeah. If I communicate my weirdness, then it, it can be maybe someone can meet me in the middle. So exactly. that being said, there's a question here. I promise, <laughs> Emily. Okay. Although it feels like a conversation with my bestie. What does this mean? Communication is lubrication. And how did you come up with that? Because it's so genius. And how much lube do we really fucking need? <laughs> you can never have too much lube to yeah. answer your question. Why would you ever, like literally you need lube. Uh, my dream is a lube on every nightstand right there. Don't have any sexual activity without lube. Literally, if you're touching yourself, touching a partner, and thank God I've trained my partners. Like, they know. Like, they don't even touch me. They don't even kiss me without the lube. Like, they don't even put their hands on my pants without, like, squirting it. And we go through a lot of lube in this house. I got to say, like, we need a lot of lube. So that's mm -hmm. me personally. I would say that everyone invests in some lube. Mm -hmm. So for sure. How did it come about? I literally don't remember. I've probably been saying it for almost 17 years, but I think what it means is that the more that we communicate about sex, the better sex we're going to have, the more time turned on we're going to be. It definitely does lube you up. It lubes you and your partner up for better conversations. It might even get you really hot and turned on and therefore wet and therefore lubed to talk about it. But that's what it means. And it's, I've said it so much, but I, I really, yeah, it, it, says, it, it says a lot without saying too much. Yeah, that's it all. I I think that's so so important. Agreed on all the lube. But like, honestly, for me, when I see but if I, there's someone I'm like newly intimate with and they have a great bottle of Uber lube, for me, it's like if I see sorry lube, but if I see Uber lube, I'm like you went up like five notches already. Exactly. Yeah, but you know, like high quality lube, and that's there, or or even a little coconut oil, like you're prepared. But then we're using condoms as a whole thing. So agreed with that one. And I love what you're saying about like the you know the more communication we have, how that can lead into closer intimacy, better intimacy. And I'm some one of those people that really needs to feel like some level of connection through communication, like vulnerability and realness to want to fuck someone um, and to really enjoy to open up to that. And so I absolutely love that. And yeah, but that's why April and I say it. But so we don't say it over here, by the way, we're like saying, we always say, bye, Dr. Emily Morse. <laughs> we're not like, it says, Emily Morse says, yeah, yeah. Communication is lubrication yes. because it's genius. And now we're going to say research is me search, Dr. Yeah. Emily Morse. Uh, we could do an AS, ASMR version. Like, yeah. Ooh, Emily Morse says communication is She's a, she's like she's designed for this. All right, so I'm, I think I have a new career, Emily. Okay, hey, we have stories. Yeah, yes. Add that to many things that you're doing. Um, <laughs> we don't have time for that. Okay. Anyway, yeah. so um, I want to talk. So coming to your book, Smart Sex, and I want specifically want to talk about the sex IQ. And I was actually talking to someone the other day about IQ tests. Okay. And, I don't think I've ever done one. I don't know if they're still done. So I actually don't exactly know how they work. They are. I've done one. Okay. And I'm sure yours, you're fucking smart as fuck. I'm 121. So. Uh, ooh. Okay. Ooh. I don't know what that means. So um, <laughs> I don't know on the sex IQ. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I mean. <laughs> the question is, what is a sex IQ? 
how do I know what my sex IQ is? Multiple questions, by the way. How do I know what my sex IQ is? And what if I, can I fail the sex IQ test? Is no. Okay. <laughs> just even knowing, just even being interested in sex IQ means that you have a higher sex IQ than most. I Ooh. did not want people to have a number where they felt that they could like be like dumber because my book is smart sex. So I don't, I don't want anyone to feel dumb. I don't want, it's, it's basically a journey and it's really just like, how well do you communicate about sex? Do you know about sex? So sex IQ came about in this way. It's basically sex IQ is a way of being conscious and intentional, just really about your sex life. It's like being conscious, intentional, and understanding that our sex is so much more than a quick fix. And so by evolving your sex IQ, you're going to be able to tune in to what's actually happening in your body and understand your desires, your turn-ons, what feels good to you. It's sort of a multi-leveled way of working with sex. And I think as you guys can relate, because I know you guys help so many of your listeners, what I realized that after almost two decades, I was writing the book. I'm like, okay, anal sex chapter. Here's my best anal chaps, tips oral sex chapter, best oral tips. And then I was like, you know, I can do that. And I've been talking about it on the podcast, but people, and you probably find this, they want a quick fix when it comes to sex. What is the next thing I can do? And I can do it. You guys can do it. I can tell you the right toy, the right lube, the best sex position, the best way to have conversation, but that's just the next step. This is more of a sex IQ is a holistic view of your sex life and understanding. And I created the five pillars of sex IQ so people will understand that it's there all of these factors go into having healthy sex. It's not just one thing. It's not about how great you feel in the it's not about like your confidence only. It's not only about your how well you communicate, but that's one of them, but they all tie into each other. So we'll get into it, but as far as a number, I do have a sex IQ quiz on my website, but it's more about giving people encouragement about areas where they could focus on more when it comes to the five pillars. I thought about an extension, uh, another book after this, not that you need another book. For Emily, right giving her another like, job. <laughs> like sex, sex for dummies. I feel like, but you have the sex IQ and it's like, because sad. no, but no, <laughs> those books are very common I and know. people, but sex IQ is so smart because it's smart sex. Yeah. It makes so much sense. But some people feel, I think, intimidated sometimes. They're like, mm, I, but that's great that you said you're not making anyone feel dumb. You don't no. need a sex for dummies book at all. And it was, I was, I was sort of being sarcastic when I said sex for dummies, but I, I mean, think it's this, a popular brand. So, it's a, yeah, it's a popular yeah. brand, there but is this a sex is for dummies, by the way. Oh, there there is. Oh, okay. Like well, 30, I, 30 years old. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> it's evolved. <laughs> IQ of sex evolves too. And now we're at this digital age and you know, people are information beasts. They love just soaking up all the information. And I love that this book encompasses not only something for everyone, because you give tips about the genres of non-monogamy, if it's anal sex, if it's what sex toys to use. But let me first ask you this, because you break it down. There's five pillars, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. what are the five pillars of someone's sex IQ? Okay. So I'll break down the five pillars, but I want you to know, and I realized when I started talking about the book to different people that a lot of you were like, oh my God, I feel so like, I don't know any of these. But remember that sex is a journey. It is not a destination. All I'm trying to do by these pillars is show you all the areas that you have, the, that you get to, that you get to work on and consider as part of being a healthy sexual being. So that's what it is, not to make you feel anyone to feel like, you know, because I still work on them. Like I created these for myself. Yeah. I still have to work on a lot of them. And I'll explain to you as we go along. So the first one is embodiment. How in our body are we? Amy and I studied somatica together many years ago. It's like, am I embodied during sex or am I disassociated thinking about the laundry, the bills, my thighs, my partner's satisfaction, or am I in the moment feeling my body, feeling my partner, how present am I during sex? So that's the first one. And I also give a lot of tips in the book of how to, how to work in all of these areas, how to get, Wait, how, how could to you wear it. an Apple watch and see your BPMs as you're banging? Would that I, help? That I, seems pretty heady to me already. That's so. something that I would do. I'd be like, oh, wait, we need to work it up to 179. Wait, no, I'm just kidding. That's a pretty goal-oriented. Uh. Distraction. Yeah. There you go. There you go. You are disassociated. So, no, April, no. <laughs> Damn it. 
but I wish you could. I wish you could measure this yeah. sex stuff. Okay, so the second one is health, and that's your mental health and your physical health, your overall health and well-being. For example, am I moving my body? Am I getting enough exercise? Because exercise gives you blood flow. When you have more blood flow, you have more erections and more orgasms. It's all related. Your mental health, are you in therapy? Have you dealt with any sexual traumas? Are you aware that if you're on any medications like an antidepressant or the birth control pill that it can impact your sex life, therefore your sex IQ? So it's really just having knowledge of like the foods you eat, your exercise, your mental and physical health. That's the second pillar. So like hormones, and I talk a lot about that in the book. The third pillar is self-knowledge. And this is how well do I know myself as a sexual being? Do I know my turn-ons? Do I know what I'm into? Do I know what's worked in the past? Do I know my fantasies? And am I okay expressing them? Like, have I been paying attention to my own sexual desires? Then we have self-acceptance. And this is really the confidence piece. Do I accept my body, how it is, in the bedroom today? Am I okay with this body shape? Am I, and am I, do I accept my experience level till today? Or am I worried about how I look? Am I worried that my partner has more experience than I have? And then the fifth one is collaboration. How well, and that's really communication. How well do I communicate with a partner? Do I talk about sex? Do I talk about my needs, my turn-ons? Does my partner talk to me about it? Are we able to communicate in a healthy way so we both have more pleasure? So wait, the fifth one you said was communication? A collaboration. Collaboration. Okay, collaboration. Well, it really okay. is communication, yeah. Okay, collaboration. Okay, cool. Because we were actually over here, like we want, we're going to ask you for examples about these with like tips and tricks and we want to get it in the same order of what you said and uh, what we wrote down was incorrect. <laughs> so we're writing those down and making sure they're right. Time for a quick break so we can tell you about our carefully chosen sponsors. Please stay tuned and buy their products because we only tell you about what we love and what we truly believe in, and it helps keep this podcast free to you. So we got, so embodiment, health, self-knowledge, self-acceptance, collaboration, right? Yes. Nailed yeah. it. Nailed it. Okay, cool. Love it already. Everyone listening, you love it? All right. Are you ready? Because if you're feeling intimidated, don't worry. We're going to ask for some tips and tricks. We're going to up your sex IQ. Here we go. Here we go. And already, you know, if you want to update your sex IQ, you can also buy the book. But here's some teasers. So so let's see. Um, We're going to invite you, Ms. Dr. Emily Moles, whom we loved. Can you help our listeners learn, and us too, actually, because selfishly we'd like these, uh, to learn uh, just a few tips and tricks on how folks can access uh, some of these, well, well, each of these pillars. And we can go one by one to have smarter, hotter, sex so let's start with embodiment like what are like a couple tools there for embodiment and then we'll go okay. from there to the next ones okay a couple tools for what really works is breathing just breathing during sex taking like if you find yourself getting distracted and you're worried about other things when you take a few deep breaths with your i love breathing with my partner like sometimes the sex gets going and i'll be like what happened where are we how am i naked already i'll be like let's rewind and reset and then i breathe and then I become much more present and focused. Eye contact helps with that as well. And I would say also that your senses, paying attention to the senses in the room, like what are you, all five senses helps you become more bodied and more present. That's mm-hmm. what, that's just some things like, what am I, again, and this is for people who, and you, I get this a lot, like, why can't I focus during sex? It's like, what am I seeing? I'm looking at my partner's hot body. What am I smelling? I'm smelling this like vanilla scented massage candle. What am I touching? My hands are my partner's hot body. Well, when you focus on all five senses, you have to be present and embodied. You just, mm-hmm. and now you might go off of it again, but this is the practice. You don't, I don't think you stay embodied ever you're not fully embodied but it's a practice the more you mm-hmm. and then you bring yourself back and then you're going in your head and then you bring yourself back so those i think are if you're some fully ways. embodied you would like m- misread the whole outside world often or like not maybe not misread but it, if i was like fully always in my body all my senses i might miss out on certain aspects of connecting or with the outside world exactly i, mean, I, I guess i'm connecting with my senses but th- th- there's some th- but some, then it's just yours you're not aware of like the energy is is a big there's, there's something some good about the back and forth and yeah. in and out thing that i think is super natural right mm-hmm. exactly so you go and because that's why also i don't want people to feel like i could never do that even if you just know remember to do it during sex once or twice and you bring yourself back you are on the journey of becoming more embodied and i think knowing mm-hmm. that you're not embodied is also part of it 
I'm not embodied. What could I do quickly to get back to breathe, to make eye contact, to feel my partner's energy, to feel connected? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not looking at your Apple watch. Everyone just no. check your <laughs> Don't PPMs. Do it, yeah. Sorry, April. Like, my heart rate is dropping. Now I'm going to pump harder. Yeah. I'm going to thrust <laughs> heavier. So, or, I'm even the th- or even deeper. the thought of like, I want to look at my Apple watch. Oh, now I'm not embodied because just for having that I thought. Say, so like, I'm going to come back to I, the touch. Embodiment, if I am and let me know, Emily, if you think this is correct, but being embodied also means turning off your devices and getting away from the screens. Like sometimes it could be you could just be in the moment and maybe something's playing on the background, like a display of like, there might be some fucking football game. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Or, soccer oh, or oh whatever. I hope, uh, not. You, no. I, I hope not too. <laughs> However, it happens and people get distracted or they're, they're maybe on a lunch break. Who knows? I think screen time being off would be helpful for yes. embodiment. What do you think? Turn off your screen time, turn okay. off the TV, leave your phone outside the bedroom. For sure. I mean, this is all about, a lot of us are so disconnected from our bodies, right? During sex. So whatever you can do, whatever distracts you in day-to-day life, do it, get rid of it. Like make the bed, clean sheets, get the laundry out of there, find a new place, room to have sex in. That's just for sleeping and for sex, but absolutely always turn off your screens, get them out of the bedroom, turn off the TV. If that gets you distracted, you know, yeah, make sure. And that's part of self-knowledge, which we'll get to, but like knowing, like I know if certain things are happening in the environment, I will not have great sex. If it's loud, if the sheets are messy, if it's freezing, if it's, you know, I haven't showered yet or my partner, like there's just certain things. So, so yeah. And then when you can kind of remove all the obstacles, like essentially sexual intelligence, sex IQ helps people sort of, I don't love this word, but like hack their sex life and figure out, because it's such a mystery. Like the reason why I created this is because people don't know. They're like, why am I turned on today and not yesterday? What's going to get me in the mood? I have no idea. So if you circle through these five pillars, you can be like, oh, I haven't collaborated with my partner in a while. I realize I'm resenting him or, oh, I've been really distracted. Right. So you can kind of work in all of them and be like, what needs to happen? But we can go through these, but that's, that's you- exactly what it is. Well, yeah, so, and the next one is health. So I just wanted to touch on embodiment because I, I struggle with embodiment. So I'm there with you yeah. or not with you all because you two seem very embodied. Me, not so much. Hit, but hit with health, miss. Okay. With it's a practice. It's an in and out thing. Like even in sex for me, it's like there. And then sometimes I have to do like, you know, take a breath or I'm like, can you yeah. spank my ass right now? Because I'm not present. And that helps me to bring government into presence. So like, I, I'm, I'm not perfect for sure. Such a great tip. Like, I love that. Like, that's why, B- <laughs> no, that's why BDSM is so great for people who are distracted. Any yeah. kind of kink play, tie yeah. me up, spank me, do something drastic. You got my attention. I think or, or that's I'm so ADHD. Yeah. That's why probably it like snaps me into that's like, that's it. Yeah. Place. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, I need ha- having a partner saying, look me in the eyes right now. Tell, like, tell me yeah. that you're a bad little girl or something like that. Exactly. Like, or yeah. Or how much you want my cock. And I'm like, present. <laughs> <laughs> Present, Miss Jones, right I'm here. here. Yeah. So you, you talked about health being okay. So you you mentioned, of course, birth control and also hormonal fluctuations. Which obviously, no matter what age you are, you're going through hormonal flexes. Uh, can you talk more about that health pillar? Yeah, with yeah, the tips. Yeah, and tricks. absolutely. Here's the yeah. tips and tricks. So first off, you have to, and again, this is like in 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 any wellness routine, you want to pay attention to these things. But what I particularly want people to do is pay attention to how it impacts your sex life. Like if you haven't been exercising lately or eating healthy, the fact that I'm telling you now that these things are going to impact your ability to be aroused and turn on, maybe that'll inspire people to go to the gym. But what I'm saying is the more that you exercise, eat foods that make you feel good and the foods that don't make you feel bad, that's a health pillar. You're just going to be able to get more aroused, feel better in your body and more turned on. Like that is a health pillar. And that's really just about, you know, and then, and then like, yeah, diet and exercise, but there's also the pillar about hormones, just understanding that certain times of month, especially if you're a woman, a vulva owner, you're going to be more turned on, more wet at different parts of your cycle. So just being, you know, bo- having body bodily wisdom mm-hmm. is part of it. And our hormones do change with the pill after you have a baby, perimenopause, all of these areas of your life, just understanding that. That's sort of the health portion. And then there's the mental health part of it, which is, you know, if you do suffer from like, and you've had a trauma, any trauma, but let's say in particular, you've had a sexual trauma and you haven't gone to therapy and you haven't worked on it with a trauma informed therapist, it is very likely going to impact your ability to have healthier, pleasurable sex. Cause this is all about enhancing our pleasure, right? So 
I think I'm pointing this out because, again, after almost two decades, I know that people are shocked all the time that what they eat, how they move is going to impact their sex life. People every day are like, my birth control pill impact could impact my sex drive or my SSRI. My trauma that happened 30 years ago is still impacting me. Not for everybody, but for many people, if we don't work on these things, it's going to keep us from having the pleasure we want. Yeah. Well, and everything's connected, right? Like we, I think we, uh, for some reason, or a lot of folks, uh, including myself was, I feel like I was taught that there's, everything's different. You have your sexuality and that's your genitals. And then yes. you have your emotional and that's your brain. And then you have you know, all these <laughs> different things, your physical health, that's your body, but not your pussy and, or your cock or your ass. And in fact, they're all connected, including our internal organs that while you might not think that your liver and kidneys are connected to your genitals, they are. They're also connected to your cognition and your brain. Like there's all these different things. It's all related. Um, and, and also, but because I think what a lot of we're taught in sex education, even in comprehensive sex education is still not pleasure-based. So of course, not to be like, just so you know, if you have a strong body, you know, liver, kidneys and mental health, you know, better sex. Like they're not saying that when we're 16. So uh, we have to go. Which they need and, to. Yeah, they, they should. Don't. So, but that's why we have your book. And uh, while I say, we, I think we have to say on our podcast, probably yours, you have to be 18 up to, to listen. I mean, you, maybe you can't say this, but I'm going to say, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe gift Emily's book to like a 16 year old because it'd be really helpful. But that's just me, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I moving think you on. should. Yeah, yeah, I think you should. Okay, she said it too. We, she agrees. Cool. Okay. <laughs> self-knowledge tips and tricks around this one. This is number three. Okay. So self-knowledge is really about thinking about yourself. What, who are you sexually? What turns you on? I have my yes, no, maybe list on the site, which you guys know all about, which is helpful. We have that people. in our book too. So we did not copy you just so you know. <laughs> I don't care. I can't wait to see your book. I can't, what's your book, what's your book called? Oh, we're not promoting it today. I love you girls. Oh, I'm just making it clear so that when you actually read it, you know, we didn't copy you. Cause you I just don't said think it. you guys are so <laughs> loving and, and supportive and I yeah. don't feel that at all. Yeah. So, so self-knowledge is, yeah, your yes, no, maybe let's, do you know what turns you on? What feels good? Do you have healthy conversations with your partner? Do you ever think about, it's kind of like your sexual history too. Like what is your sexual history? How have you had orgasms in the past? How has your sex life been? So I definitely have tips in the book for kind of going through those things and understanding your desire style. There's actually a um, six point, I think it's a like six questions. Like, do you know when you get turned on? Is it when you have a conversation with your partner? Like we were talking about that. Like, are you more of a sapiosexual? Do you need to be like, do something adrenaline pumping? Do you need to do something together where you're creating something? You know, what needs to happen? What is the requirement that needs to happen for you to be in the mood for sex, to feel sexually satisfied? So I have a lot of tips in the book for people to do their own exploration, because I think, again, we don't really pay attention to it. We just have siloed sex into this thing where we're like, I'm going to close my eyes in the dark and hope for the best when it comes to sex. We like don't really know. So I want people to really know that we have the power. We have, we know what's going on if we really take the time to pay attention. So that's really what self-knowledge is. And that will help inform us and our partners, you know, what we're going to require to have great sex, what we need. Also, Emily, it's important to state that that knowledge can change the self awareness yes. can change. And that's what I, I always almost identified myself as a specific way sexually. I was like, I like this, 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 and I don't like this. And then 10 years, five months, two hours goes by sometimes. And I'm like, wait, it's change maybe tomorrow. not. Yeah. So it's like the sexual self-knowledge is so important, but you have to check in with yourself and your partners. Right. I mean, I love that you're saying that. Yeah. I love it so because important. it changes. And I think that's one of it is that, is that I love that you brought this up. That's such a huge point that like we change what we want. I say this all the time. Like what I wanted last week isn't necessarily what, right. what I wanted, which is why ongoing consent is so important. But what I wanted a decade ago is looks nothing like I, what I wanted. April now. And I both shaking our heads. Yeah. Ever, if you're not watching us I was on like, YouTube no, right now, we're like, I ever now. try anal sex. Yeah. Like, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm not, I'm yeah. not that much of a <laughs> or woman. Just the I, just, I, I, I wasn't shaming it. I just yeah. didn't, I was like, no, it's not for me. I, I had too I many pokey like, incidents. With a lot of like shitty compliance yeah, sex. And, and like, now I'm like, fuck no. But like, yeah, it's always a evolving and like yeah. who knows where we're yeah. exactly so, yeah, I think and i was so performative like you guys probably were too before we learned all totally. of this stuff yeah don't be performative and i think we were performative for many reasons as i get into it in the book too like i was just pleasing my partner 
but I also didn't know what I wanted because I didn't do this work. Like I did all this work and I still do this work so I can continue to have great sex with my partner mm -hmm. all the time. And then now he read the book and then he throws it back at me. He's like, we haven't collaborated lately. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> See, that's what <laughs> I love I, that. I, I just was You're like, like damn it, you read night. the book. Yeah. About my my partner and uh, our like sexual menus, the yeses and nos and the maybes or, and that on a, a collective basis, maybe every month or something, yeah. if you have the spaciousness, it can be fun. Time for a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors who just so happens to be our absolute favorite lube, Uber Lube. Uber Lube is a luxurious silicone lubricant and it enhances intimacy. It's there when you want it and it blends in when you're done with it. So you have control over that lube. It's long lasting and leaves the skin extra velvety. And honestly, y'all, I want it all over my body. Thousands of doctors in the U.S. are recommending UberLube to their patients. It's body-friendly, less likely to change the pH, and it has vitamin E, so it feels extra moisturizing. There's a reason why we've been a fan of UberLube for years. There's no flavor or scent. It's even great for oral sex, everyone. But it's not just great for sex. You can use it for massage, your hair. You can prevent chafing. It even brings out the colors of your beautiful tattoos. And the bottle is absolutely gorgeous. It looks more like a cosmetic, so you can leave it anywhere shamelessly for easy access. Just go to uberlube.com and use the discount code SHAMELESS10 to get 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E.com right now with code SHAMELESS10 for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast is also brought to you by OMGS.com. Join over 1 million people who are experiencing more pleasure with OMGS. They take scientific research of thousands of vulva owners showing techniques to pleasure that pussy. They turn this research into tasteful, educational short videos, animated modules, and infographics. OMGS is for anyone who wants to learn about vulva pleasure or take it to the next level. Want to take your orgasms from good to out of this world? Then check out OMGS. Or if you're a vulva lover and want to up your pussy pleasuring skills, then you need to check out OMGS. I've personally been recommending OMGS to my clients for years, and it's completely changed their lives. They have three seasons, external pleasure, internal pleasure, and sex toys. It's not a subscription service, and you don't need to download a thing. OMGS also makes a fabulous gift, and your purchase supports more pleasure research. So just go to omgs.com shameless to get 10% off right now. Again, that's omgs.com shameless to receive 10% off unlimited access towards enhancing your pleasure power. The link is in the episode's description. But that being said, there is a level of number four with the fourth pillar is self-acceptance, which I know you have tips and tricks on, which we've touched on because all of these are sort of, they all sort of, I think, bleed onto each other for lack they of do. a better way Beauty. to say it. But yeah, like they it. paint on each other like, they do. like a Bob Ross painting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're but, all related. Yeah. They're all related and they're all going to contribute. So self-acceptance is like, it's such a big one because confidence, and I'm convinced confidence is not a place that you arrive. Confidence is a daily practice. Am I confident, at least for, for many people. And for me, sometimes like, do I feel good today? Am I hating my body? Listen, if we are walking around all day, not liking our body, I don't like my thighs. I don't like my boobs. And then we wonder why we get into the bedroom and we can't be turned on and aroused. And, you know, we want the lights off and all the things. So really, you know, even body neutrality, I'm not even saying we have to learn to love our body, but accepting our body. And so I have a lot of practices in the book for that, which you guys probably talk about too, like looking in the mirror, writing positive affirmations. The reason why we talk about that stuff is because it works. It actually does work to reprogram our brains from all of the toxic thoughts and negativity um, that we might have been telling ourselves about our bodies. So do I accept my body where it is today so I can have be, you know, that I'm a sexual being and my partner accept, you know, it doesn't matter what my partner thinks because I feel good in my body. So that's really part of it. And do I accept my history, my sexual history? Right. Like, am I okay with my past? If I feel like I haven't had enough experience or too much experience, like, am I present with who I am today as a sexual being? That's mm -hmm. self-acceptance. Yeah. And I, I think uh, for a lot of people listening, 
everyone's going to find some of these pillars more challenging than others. Uh, and so some people are like, oh, I got the health thing down. Some people are like, the health thing's real hard. Or the embodiment thing down. Or or all of them are hard. Um, and like I think the acceptance piece is, I think, challenging for so many people because there's so much out there. Let's talk about porn just for five seconds. Let's do like, it. Yeah, these, I mean, just these ideas of what sex should look like, what our body should look like, what our genitals should look like. And even outside of porn, mainstream media, you know, all the magazines, all these things. And I mean, then it, there's also things like gender dysphoria. There's, there's so many pieces of like, my body doesn't match what other people say is right, good enough, sexy, hot, attractive, or normal. And I like what you said, like, like you don't have to love your body, but like, learning to like various things. And, and I'm sure your book has plenty of practices on how to do that. And for a lot of people, they might be like, yeah, like I've tried that, you know, I looked in the mirror and, um, but like read the book. Cause it probably doesn't just say, look in the mirror, you know, like yeah, there's yeah. a deeper explanation of how you do that. And, and like the ways to, to navigate that. Right. I, I, yeah, exactly. I go into a lot of depth in these areas and I've done a lot of podcasts and sex with Emily about these very topics, but yeah, self-acceptance is a really, really hard one. I mean that like, that's why I said self-confidence is a life journey. So this is a daily journey. Don't you ever have to like pump yourselves up and you ever feel like I, I have negative self-talk. So I just know that that's my wiring. And so I have to remember that like my thoughts are not the truth. And I have to have practices in my life to feel good about myself and to feel good about my life and like gratitude helps and being thankful for my body that does work and what it can do. And that's why for me, like masturbating and learning my body and learning to have a lot of orgasms and pleasure and how to communicate with a partner all help build my confidence when it comes to sex. I mean, my body from when I started, like I'm so different. I mean, it's different than it was a week ago, you know? And if I really lay all of my pleasure, because that's what part of it, it's like, and you also think of it this way, if I'm going to walk around and like hate my body and all these things like it's robbing me of pleasure it's robbing me of connection like i'm not able to be present sexually and i want to have great sex i want to be connected i want to prioritize it and so if i look at it that way it's like it's just maybe it's just not so important what i what you know like like these things that i think about myself like what is perfection in bodies anyway and no one's ever really looking at you like that and i know that we look at porn and all that is disruptive so like stop following the people on social media that say make you feel bad stop yeah. watching porn of bodies that make you feel bad like you we we are in control of what we put in our environments right to we can program our brains like a yeah. like a news channel right mm -hmm. like really, yeah i i was thinking that like i'm i am a computer with computer programs which means I I can be reprogrammed, but yeah. it doesn't like, unfortunately, I can't just put like a new, where we would put in, remember the old disc SIM card, yes. or, SIM card. Or floppy, disc. Yes. Yeah, floppy disc to be like a new program. Like I have to actually do some work around that or a lot of work or forever work around that. And, and eventually the work can feel like joyful, fun, playful, you know, so there's more to it. Okay. Let's move to number five. Lucky number five, five alive. Collaboration. How do we collaboration? Collaborate? This is a huge one. I mean, you would know how many people do not talk about sex at all with their partners. I mean, this is what I hear from people all the time. We've been together for 20 years and I've never talked to my partner about sex. Or when I try, they shut me down. And it's really just encouraging partners to be great collaborators, to be great communicators to each other. Talk about your sex life. It's going to help you have better sex. I have a lot of scripts in the book for couples because I realize that people like finally after people listen to the podcast, like they're like, okay, I get it. I get it. But what do I actually say? So I have scripts for giving constructive feedback. I have scripts for having awkward conversations. I have scripts for, you know, asking for what you want. I have scripts for explaining your fantasies. Like I get into it. So you could really like feel like a better collaborator. And I, I talk about the sexual state of the union and that partners should have that like once a month or whenever I hate to give people like a, even if it's once a quarter, but like, how are we doing with our sex life? What's been the highlights? What we want to try more of? Let's grab that yes, no, maybe list and see what we haven't done yet. Or has it changed? You know? So I just think realizing that sex is about the two of you. It's not about one person. And and it's, I've found that in many times that there's one person who's carrying all the weight of the sexual relationship and they're trying to get their other partner to talk about it or to do something and they can't, it's frustrating. It's like, you're both in it. Like, are you going to opt out of parenting? Are you going to opt out of housework? You can't be like, I'm no longer going to be a parent with you. Like, no, like I, you can't say I'm no longer going to participate in our sex life and talk to you about anything. It's like, it's our duty in a relationship to talk about our sex because that's, what's going to help you continue to stay connected, have healthy sex, have better sex, feel good in your bodies. Like it's also important. And so the communication chapter in the book is, 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 is quite massive.
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, well, yeah. preach like yeah. that. I was like, mic drop right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a mic drop moment because all of the, those five pillars are, I think that you really did a great job of breaking down the essentials, the fundamentals of what it does take to to break through your own barriers, which it sounds like. And, and, uh, as we all can attest to your doctor, Emily's, uh, uh, Amy's I've mixed you two up uh, that you're, you're a sex educator. Um, I'm on my journey of, of teaching the world about sex toys and having a sex toy company. And these are all things that, that you think that we'd be these sexual vixens or these, we have it all figured out. The the thing is we don't, (laughs) and we, we don't continuously learn. We're our own students. And it's the me search again that you were talking about. And I, I love that. And I did want to tell you, Emily, the one book, because I am so uh, on your page with like a lot of what you spoke about with the the headiness and I get in my own way all the time and take things personally. And the five agreements, um, have, the four agreements and the fifth one came now out later. Yeah, so it's, the, it's the five agreements <laughs> now, but uh, I've learned so much from that book and it's a tiny book. And I was like, oh my God, I live, I write it down and I look at the five agreements, um, usually the four, but the fifth one like kind of it's like a longer one um but that's helped me through because i'll go through processes where i take things personally no matter what and it's like the hardest one for you i take everything personally in the bedroom in the boardroom where the fuck i am at at at, at the cvs when i'm checking out i'm like oh that person that that, i think that person didn't like i i said hello because i say hi april's so 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 fabulous at being social with people and you're such a connector yet you have these times like do they even like me am i doing you know like is or what That's, they said is a, is I offensive i'm yeah. saying that too that yeah. really hit home for me because you saying yeah. that and i think of you as such this sexual goddess and you know so many things and i love that that you are so vulnerable to to speak a- about how you have difficulties in your own sexual oh, yeah and thank you for sharing that thank of course, you i do not and I, I actually get from people like oh you must know it all i'm like no i I work on this all the time. Even my boyfriend's like, well, now that we're driving right now, this is what you always say is the best time to have a sex talk. Like he had a full on sex talk. With me <laughs> like, like, oh, Jesus. He's like, damn it. I trained him so well. I did. And so what I'm saying is I never want people to put me on that pedestal at all, because what I'm saying is it takes work just like anything, like your health routine. I like sometimes you go to the gym every week and sometimes you don't go for a while. Like it's same thing with your sex life. And so, yeah, I want to be the first to say, like, I know a lot of information, but at least I know how to how to work on it now but yeah no i i struggle just like everybody else to keep my desire up to learn to remember to initiate to make time for it when i'm exhausted you know all the things so yeah i mean it's and that's why i want to say it's not like i'm at this sex iq level of a million points and no one will ever get there it's really more of like a catchy way of thinking like do I have sexual curiosity is really sexual intelligence. It's really like, am I curious? And these are the areas that are going to help you feel much more whole sexually. Yes. I think like we need two hours or three hours. I know. I'm like, no, yeah. no, I don't. Well, we get to hang out with in person. We already planned a, d- a date all together for next month. Yes, yeah. we have a date. So, um, and I, I totally agree with everything that you said about that. I mean, the, the, the journey. And I think that, um, you know, I, I love your realness and I do think there are humans out there. I'm not going to say names, but they claim to know everything. And they are in the sex education field or they are in the sexual or sorry, not health, but, but health field or the wellness field. You know, the people that like I am, I know everything. I'm the guru. This is the way you do it. And this is the only way. And, uh, you know, especially when it comes to sex, when I hear those people, I'm like, Oh, right. hell no. That's like that. I'm like, okay, no, you are not my they teacher show. We should break it down. Well, we have break had one down. of them on our show before, be, but I won't have, say names. Oh, oh tell we me have. You have. I'll tell you after the yes. show, but uh, wait, I can't wait to hear what it is. We can't. Hang <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you later. But so just for other people listening right now, you know, you listen to Shame with Sex. You listen to Sex with Emily. You read Emily's book. You know, knowing and Emily's being honest about this, and so are we, is is like no one should ever claim to know everything. Yes, we can be maybe experts or specialists or more knowledgeable because we've dedicated dedicated more time in learning or practicing. And even our approaches of what we learn in practice 
Might be different from someone else Even who's a Esther specialist. Who has arguments in her relationship, yeah. right? And yeah. she's a relationship yes. expert, expert yeah. to, the, so, to the fullest. So I guess yes. what you're saying is, it's not, and well, yeah, no, we don't know everything. We don't know what people's experiences are in their relationships. But also, I think what we're saying is like, we're also human and we have the same struggles. And like, it's not like every time we go into the bedroom, we're like, all right, it's a God. Like I'm swinging from the rafters and all these things are happening. No, it's like, we are real people with the real struggles around sex, but we make we might know how to like troubleshoot it now, but it doesn't mean by any means that we are the, yeah, we, we know it all and do it yeah. all every time. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. I love that. And I, and that's why I, yeah, I love, I love you and your podcast and I just love, yeah. Anyways, we will get, so I, one more question before we learn more oh, yeah. about where we can buy your book and how people can listen to sex with Emily and all the things. And it's because I read this in your book and I just want to know more about this. So what's a pleasure thief and are they trying to steal my pirate's booty? <laughs> a pleasure thief. <clears throat> they might, they might try to see your booty's pleasure. So, <laughs> there's all these things. So my book is really all about pleasure. It's that pleasure is productive. The more pleasure we have in our life and the more we make time for pleasure, we're actually going to have better, happier, more fulfilling lives. But we put pleasure on the back burner. We think we don't deserve it. We think we have to check everything off the list before we can have pleasure. And I'm not even just talking about sexual pleasure. I'm talking about any pleasure, like hanging out with friends, going to a showerhead party, going for a walk, going to whatever, <laughs> right? Like those things. So anyway, what I realized is, is the problem is like also to give people a sex book, it felt very irresponsible in smart sex to just say like, go for it, have great sex. When I realized that there are these pleasure blocks and the things that are stealing your pleasure, the pleasure thieves. And there are three areas I identified in the book and I kind of break them down a lot more, but uh, one is stress and anxiety. I don't think that people are as aware of the fact that when you have a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, your cortisol spikes, your hormones drop. They're not your, your testosterone, your estrogen, and like yeah. your, your, your stress hormones are like reeling through your body. It's going to be really hard to be in the mood for sex when you are chronically anxious and stressed like many of us. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is um, trauma. As we talked about, like untreated trauma is going to impact your sex life. And then shame. I mean, shame is a huge one. I mean, shame is like, I would say one of the most challenging, um, insidious pleasure thieves that we don't really realize. And that's culturally, religiously feeling bad for feeling sexual because of early messaging or messaging from a partner. So all of those things, I help people sort of work through those in the book so then we can get into actually having smarter sex. And less pleasure thieves. Less pleasure thieves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, they don't ever yeah. go away completely. Nothing does. I think I want to normalize that too. Tell like you're like, my shame's got me. Maybe shame, shame can get a lot smaller, but just recognizing it. And like, what can I do to manage it? How can I or manage like, this stuff? Here's new shame. I feel all clear. And then all, all of a sudden someone made some comment about the fact that I farted during sex. And now I'm super nervous about my ass. <laughs> There's always yeah. more, but then you know how to work on it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. More work. It's such a cyclical <laughs> process. Yes. It's, it's always a work in progress. And if anybody out there is a working human and you're working to, you know, have a, a life on planet earth, you understand that you, it takes work to do anything. It takes work to run a company. It takes work to have a sex life. It takes work to have a relationship. It takes work to have children. It takes work to do things. And so if you really care about yourself, you'll do the work on yourself. And if you really care about your, your sexuality and your, and your sex life and your relational life with your, with your partner, I think it's important to do this work. And that's why buying Emily's book, which is so smart sex, which is so pivotal that you can use again and again, smart sex by Dr. Emily Morris. Uh, we, we received, uh, an advanced copy and fucking loved mm. what we read. Thank so you. great. You are really, you're just changing. I, I, I also, I was a masterclass, uh, subscriber when masterclass was a thing during 2020. And when I saw, I, I took your masterclass because I love you so much. And I, I was like, I just want to see, and everything that you said was so pivotal to, I think where all of us that are educators 
on this planet that sex educators and beyond uh, want to be. And, and I think that you really are embodying that. And you said, I want folks to talk about sex like they talk about the weather. And I'll never I'll never forget that. I'll always remember that because I think that's what you're doing. And mm-hmm. you've done it well, Emily. And, and congratulations the, on this book. Yeah. To, to everyone, so regardless of people. your your gender, your orientation, the type of sex you're having, if you're not yeah. having sex, if you're not in like and there's so many things. You do like I'm yeah. a person. I'm yeah. not trying to say what you should do. So so that was thank uh, yeah. You. Th- thank you also. Yeah. Amy's like so good about like we're like, we love you. Yeah. I love you, you guys. Love you guys <laughs> you're just the best. So your book is obviously available anywhere. However, where can people buy it? Where would you prefer they buy it? How can they find your podcast if you have it and does uh, it's everywhere? Oh, yeah. uh, also your social handles and any other things that you'd like to share. You want to come okay. with us on our retreat to Costa Rica? Hey. Hey, yes. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> I do want to go to Costa Rica. When? Oh my God. No, uh, we'll talk about it after the show. Yeah. Okay, okay, November. Yeah. Sexwithemily.com is where you find everything. We have a lot of free downloadable guys. We've got the yes, no, maybe list. We have all the things. Sexlily.com. My podcast, Sex with Emily, comes out twice a week on all the podcast platforms, wherever you get podcasts. And my book is Smart Sex. You can buy it on Amazon, wherever you buy your books. It really helps to buy it from indie bookstores, though. And if you um, click on the link at my website, you can find it there. What else? We have a sex IQ quiz. And oh, I have a new shop that I just launched on my website where it's sort of a curated small little shop that just has some of my my favorite things and toys and sex accessories and all the things. And it has hot octopus and has Uber Lube and all the things we love. Aww, just so you know. Sex, sex, sex with, with Emily.com, right? Yeah, sex yeah. with Emily.com. You're pretty easy to find, but She's just everyone super just look easy to up find. Sex with and Emily, social media. All, she got all the check yeah. marks, everyone. Yeah. She's legit. And you put out great content every week, almost every day, really. I'm always wondering when Emily sleeps. I'm like, you know, Emily sleeps. This is Emily, yeah. She's always like, Oh, she, you're out there. You're doing fantastic things. So thank, thank you. you. Right for back spending, at you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you, Emily. We just love you. We're going to see you in LA. Uh, and everyone, go check out Sex with Emily. Buy her book. It is amazing. Smart Sex by Dr. Emily Morse. And wow, I don't even know what to say. I'm so like, this is just like full circle because Emily is one of my favorite humans. So thank you. I love you, Emily. I love all of our shameless sex listeners. Love you so much. Thank you for being part of this shameless sex revolution and go ahead. Give us some ratings. Give us five stars. Tell everybody how much you love shameless sex. You can do that on iTunes and Spotify. That just helps people find, well, not that they haven't found her already, but Dr. Emily Morse, but her book, which is pivotal to people's sex lives. And I'm just going to add to that, like an extra emphasis of not just like, please, like, please, like really, really, please, please do this because it really helps get the message out to like a lot Mm -hmm. of folks who don't have access to this. This is a free tool. If you have never done this, it will take you two minutes. Please Mm -hmm. go to iTunes and Spotify or whatever, wherever you're listening and give us a rating. We'd like five stars, but it, it really <laughs> helps to spread this beautiful message that Emily shared and other educators. You could, the masses. You could honestly just use an emoji. I, I've done it in 45 seconds. Yeah, it's for quick. a friend. I was like, yeah. let me see your phone. Yeah. I'll, I'll set you up. You can write your own review. <laughs> but don't but I'll one star an accident because that's yes. not helpful. We get, we, get, <laughs> we get reviews like best podcast ever. One, one star. star. We're like, oh, I mean, <laughs> did that wrong. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So that being said, thank you, Amy. Yeah. That's, that's good. She's like the mama bear sometimes. She's like, hey, everybody. I want to so, also, go and rate Emily. Listen to Emily. She's got thousands of episodes. Rate her. Check her out. It's all free resources for you all. This is us trying to help everyone else have great sex. Uh, and we'll do the same in return. Okay? Promise. <laughs> On a daily basis, we try. All right, y'all. We'll see you next Tuesday. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com and for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.